Hi everyone, welcome to Block Shots. My name is Gautam Dhameja and in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about public and private chains, permissioned and permissionless chains. So first, let's look at how blockchain permissioning is classified. So there are two kinds of classifications here. First of all, public and private chains. So in a public chain, anybody can read the state of the blockchain. For example, in Bitcoin, anybody can read the balance of any account. In a private chain, only the selected users can read the state of the blockchain. And this could be defined based on different permissioning schemes. Now, the second classification is permissioned and permissionless blockchains. This particular classification is not about reading or writing state, but this is more about block production. So in a permissionless blockchain, anybody can join the network by running a node and start mining blocks or creating blocks for the blockchain. While in a permissioned blockchain, only selected nodes, depending upon different criteria, they are allowed to produce blocks and participate in the consensus mechanism. So these are broadly two different classifications of blockchains, private and public, and on the other side, permissioned and permissionless. Now let's talk about some examples. Bitcoin is a public permissionless blockchain. Anybody can run a node and start mining, depending upon what hardware you have. And anybody can read the state of the blockchain and query balances for any account. On the other hand, there are scenarios where private permission blockchains are preferred. For example, when multiple parties want to interact on a supply chain use case. For example, there is a manufacturer, there is a warehouse, there is a retailer, and they want to exchange information about the state of goods. And in this context, they wouldn't want to keep all the information as public and they wouldn't want to bring everybody in the consensus process. Hence, generally in these kind of scenarios, private permission blockchain is preferred. On the other hand, there are scenarios where public permission blockchains are also very popular. For example, in government and NGOs. So in this case, the government departments or ministries are participating in the consensus and block production process. But all the citizens are allowed to read the state of this blockchain. So in terms of reading the state, this becomes public. But in terms of creating blocks, this becomes permissioned. So these blockchains are then called public permission blockchains. In some scenarios, for some specific use cases, there is a combination of public and private blockchains. For example, some of the parties would be involved in a private permission blockchain to produce blocks and share information between each other. And part of this information then would be shared on a public permissionless blockchain to get a second level of provenance, to get more security on this network and so on. And such kind of deployments are called hybrid blockchain deployments. So they have the essence of both private and permissioned and also public and permissionless blockchains. For example, this particular use case that I mentioned, a supply chain scenario and the Bitcoin scenario. So one blockchain is completely private and the other one is fully permissionless. But this private blockchain can choose to anchor its state on the public blockchain so that they don't have to worry about a security situation when most of these private blockchain nodes are hacked or compromised. Even then, their state will not be compromised because of the anchoring on a public chain. Generally, in private blockchains, there are relatively smaller number of nodes. And in public permissionless blockchains, there are larger number of nodes. And, and the reason is pretty clear in itself because there is a permissionless network. Anybody can run a node and start producing blocks. 
but on a private network only the interested and selected parties are required to create blocks now in such a scenario public permissionless blockchains become much more secure because they have much more decentralization as compared to private and permission blockchains and this is the reason the hybrid blockchain scenario is also preferred where private permission blockchains can still continue to exchange information with full privacy and full permissions but they are able to use the security and decentralization characteristics of public and permissionless blockchains by going into a hybrid mode so this was in essence about how blockchains are classified based on their permissions thank you for listening please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast and stay tuned for the next episodes ciao Thank you.